Hello friends, it's T. This reading is coming a bit late because the first half of my audio file that I already did um, was way too windy and something went wrong with it. So um, I just delayed. And now I'm wandering around listening to some squirrels and birds and some annoying background construction noises far away. I'm close to my house now, not way out in the woods. Soon I will add on the audio that was preserved from our reading for this week. And I hope that the timing of this is useful for someone, that you were supposed to read it, listen to it right now. I hope you're having a good or tolerable or uh, interesting (laughs) week. I still am. And um, I'm very glad that you are tuning into my fake podcast of Burning Tarot. Makes me happy. One thing that I did say on the previous audio that I'm now replacing. I was thinking back to 2017 when we first moved into this part of the forest And this part of the forest was on fire at the time. I mean, really on fire. Those of you who are from the realm of Middle Oregon might remember the Millie fire and the tens of thousands of acres that burned. Well, we were moving into our new house that week, the week of the eclipse, week after the eclipse, and the whole place was evacuated. All the homes in this little area in the, in the, uh, at the edge of the National Forest. So it was a really weird apocalyptic time. Things were not normal. We, um, we had to kind of shelter in place in a way because it was so smoky outside, like over 600 ppm. Those of you who are in the West understand that that means lots of bad stuff you should not breathe at all. And the skies looked so apocalyptic, like a movie. Everything smelled that way. And we had just seen this incredible eclipse, mind-blowing eclipse, in the company of tribal elders from North and South America. It was fantastic. But it looks weird. You know stuff is going down when you see totality of a full solar eclipse for like two and a half minutes solid. You kind of lose your mind. The quality of the light in the air of an eclipse of a giant forest fire. For me, it definitely electrified all my senses. And when we were finally able to go outside, back into the forest again, which took weeks and weeks before we were consistently out of the smoke, um, I reconnected with nature in an incredible way. It was deep. It was mystical. It reminded me of my childhood. It resulted in lots of poetry. And I concluded that, you know, there's something nice, something good about being kept away from something you love. It changes your perspective. Um, Antonin Artaud, the theater artist and theorist and writer 
and actor whom I loved. So this is from like, what, a hundred years ago? Um, Artaud said something about that we shouldn't let the presence of food prevent us from experiencing the searing reality of our own hunger. He didn't say it quite like that. I can't remember the quote anymore. But this idea that having appetite might be a positive thing that generates energy, not just by fulfilling the desire, but by not being able to. It creates its own kind of special energy. So that's what our reading started off with. And I will let, um, I will let the me of a couple days ago walking through the forest finish this reading. I guess we're wandering through time in a strange way. And um, a certain person who may be located in the South Bay, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, I think this has a lot to do with the uh, personal reading that you booked with me. You'll see what I mean. Um, So I like how it's all connecting. Great fun. Um, That's it. Here we go with the rest of it. So there's something wonderful about being denied what you want. Or having your routine shaken up. There's a reason that monks and nuns, people who go into a time or an entire lifetime of devotion to a spiritual or religious practice, they usually give some stuff up, right? Riches, sex, just little things like that. And that denial, moving something out of the way, gives them access to greater inner truths. So that's what I'm thinking today, being reminded of the apocalyptic feelings of 2017. And I'm grateful today to have a house, to have access to the woods. I'm grateful to the technology that allows me to share some of these experiences with others. I'm also very aware that that technology and that form of connection, all that news can be too much. I just wrote a newspaper article about that. Maybe I'll post a link. Um, So I'm grateful for these things. And I wonder what kind of blossoming is going to happen after this. What, What sort of benefit are we getting from the current state of denial? Not denial as in, oh, I'm ignoring reality, but I'm being denied my everyday connections with other people. I'm being denied the ease of walking down to the grocery store and getting whatever junk food I want easily and with no hassle. And uh, toilet paper. So those are my thoughts today as we head into the forest together. So my intrepid handful of friends and others who are listening to this, I really thank you for allowing me to have a place to share what I find in the forest 
and for giving me feedback and allowing me to connect in a way that feels safe and comfortable to me, where other forms of online communication really wouldn't feel safe for me right now. They would drown me in stress. On that note, not on the stress note, on the thank you guys note, I think we should pull a card for today. Getting off of this red road where people can see joggers and such. I'm heading over to an old stump. I love the stumps out here in the lands of Middle Oregon. I first came to appreciate their beauty. So these are the old trees that got chopped down by the early loggers. And these stumps remain, and they're large. They're usually gray and silver, black, maybe crawling with lichen. And I feel like they're alive, and they speak to me. And when I was a child, I loved them. Different ones over in the Willamette Valley. But I thought they were fairy castles, and perhaps I was right. So I love these stumps. And I was first made able to see their aesthetic beauty even more strongly by uh, the work of the painter Mike Brophy, Michael Brophy in Portland. I had gone to interview him at his studio, and he was painting these enormous, large-scale oil paintings featuring these stumps. Right after that, I had my first artist residency out here at Caldera. And a fire had just ripped through, and I was able to commune with the stumps and the burned forest myself. And so it is that we wind up at a stump again many, many years later. This time we have the burning taro. <sighs> and today I want to draw a card for us. It might be more than one card today, I'm not sure yet. Whoever's listening, whoever needs to have this message, what's our card? What's our thing to contemplate today and for the next few days? Mm. We drew the 69 of honor. This is a card in the Burner's Oracle portion of the Burning Tarot deck. And we will also be reading the reverse side of this card. The 69 of Honor is a photograph taken out at Burning Man, Black Rock City in the desert of Nevada. And we can see a structure that's the temple. Every year a temple is built and people bring to it mementos of people they've lost. They write on the walls. They sit and simply be with loss. Some people bring things they want to let go of or objects that are symbolic of what they need to let go of. Others bring mementos, photographs, writings to honor those they have lost. Sitting at those temples is just one of the most moving experiences I have ever had in my life, period. It's like all the goodness of religion and cathedrals and ritual 
minus all the power systems and belief that go with them. And on the Sunday of Burning Man, this temple gets burned. So you have thousands, like 20,000, 50,000 people sitting in a big circle around a structure that most of us have spent some time in, feeling the thickness of grief in the air. And and the stickiness of, of honor, of honoring those who have gone before us, honoring our own pain in loss. There's so much beauty in it. It's like everybody's most beautiful funeral and memorial service all at once. And it doesn't matter that most of us are strangers to each other. And then we sit and we burn the sucker down. It is done mostly in silence. Everything else at Burning Man is done mostly in loud. So it's rather noticeable. You know, there's always some douche who's going to be playing some loud techno music. Sometimes I'm that douche. Maybe I'll yell out from the crowd the name of the person that I'm saying goodbye to. Never know. But mostly there's silence and there's burning. There's a palpable letting go. In doing this on a collective level and delving into that silence together, we are showing great honor to those who have passed and to ourselves and each other. We are making a space for feelings of great honor, grief, things we don't understand and can't name, things that make you shudder. One year I was there and I had this wild love trip during the temple burn where I experienced an intense and very personal love for everyone I knew, everyone in my family, my friends. It expanded way out into the whole universe and not intentionally the way you might do with like a Tonglen meditation or something. It was just raw, red beating heart, natural white light, and rip through fire, all coming through and out of me. And I wept and wept the whole time. This card invokes that process of setting aside time and space to honor our deepest feelings, deepest needs, and our ancestors. Those who have come before, these need not be literal ancestors. In this photograph, the temple building dwarfs the small figures of people wandering the playa on bicycles, etc. But the temple itself is dwarfed by a humongous dust devil, a huge cloud of alkaline desert playa dust smashing through the sky. I mean, it's huge. The mountains behind it are dwarfed. And it looks like it's probably just going to rip through that temple and tear it down. It didn't. The temple got burned as usual that year. But when I see this card, I recognize the futility of, um, of building a human creation and expecting it to stand up to nature. 
Nature can rip this stuff down any time it chooses. Anything of our civilization, good, bad. I'm not sure those kinds of words and ideas would really make sense to nature. If you're in the path of the dust cloud, you're going to get mowed down or not. We just don't know. I love that we do make space to honor these things. And I love that nature is really big and that we have to honor her. We have to honor the depth and enormousness of the natural systems that we're part of. That we, you know, we try to dissect it using science and saying we can explain everything and control it. Good luck with that, guys. It does help, but it's not the whole picture. So I'm going to really enjoy sitting with the 69 of honor image. We'll also flip the card over. And in a burning tarot reading, this flipping over motion tells us, here is a result or a piece of advice that might be coming to us through choosing this card today. By working with honor, honoring nature, honoring ourselves, honoring grief, where is that going to take us today? Or in the next few days or months even? Well, when we flip it over, we get the Ten of Coins or Ten of Pentacles. Or in this deck, it's actually the Ten of Playa. This is a wonderful card. In this case, it depicts two kind of two people wearing kind of biker do-rags, <laughs> a couple middle-aged, they're chest to chest and eye to eye and nose to nose. They obviously love each other. It's a, an apparently at least male and female couple. They love each other and there's humor in the looks that they give each other and there's love and just enough sort of aggression to be kind of cute and interesting. So this is like a badass kind of love that we might have for another person. But this being the playa or earth or coins suit, it's about our love of material reality. And it's about manifesting that in a really positive way. Material reality doesn't have to be bad. It's not the enemy of, of the spiritual realm. It's not just this inconvenient thing here to transcend. Which, frankly, is how a lot of spiritual practices and religions like to look at material reality. Or at least that's what they say. How the people in those religions act is another matter entirely. But we're here. We're embodied. We're on this planet, in these bodies, for this lifetime. With concrete material reality to work with. That's coins. That's earth. That's mother nature. That's the big blue, little blue marble of a planet. What, speaking of an honor, what an honor to have this lifetime. To have our material selves. When we get to the ten, it's a time of joyous manifestation. Taking joy in our bodies, our families, our relationships. The fact that we have a bed to sleep in, if we do. The fact that we have food to eat, even if it's not the ideal food we would most like to eat today, 
but our favorite restaurant is closed, and besides, it's in another city, and we're not supposed to get on a plane. Really taking delight in what is there and what is real. And maybe also understanding that collectively we are reaching the end of an earth cycle, a cycle of coins. Whatever this last phase of our collective reality has been, it's kind of uh, coming to its peak and its close right now. New things are afoot. We will not know what that looks like in our personal or collective lives for months. I'm going to say we won't really have anything resembling clear perspective until 2021 would be my guess. Like we need at least a year just to barely process this. So the Ten of Coins says, let's acknowledge, appreciate, and yes, honor the culmination of this phase of our material lives on this planet. And let's welcome whatever comes next. Coming to you live from the National Forest with the little twittering birds, the painful sound of logging just a couple miles away, from the white puffy clouds and the gray rainy ones too, from the blue cracks that can be seen between the clouds, coming to you from the red cinder road, from the amber carpet of pine needles, and the beautiful old stump that has lots of little seeds and pine cones and chipmunk leavings upon it. From all that, this is tea saying, have a nice plague.